0: Hello and welcome to Tokyo Inklings. My name is CY. And you can find me on my website at tokyostationpens.com, on Instagram and TikTok at tokyostationpens and on Twitter at tokyostationmnh.
1: Hello, my name is Cray and you can find me on Instagram at miraicat.
2: Hi, I'm Alisa. I'm Inky Rocks on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter and pretty soon on TikTok.
0: Nice, you're going to be on TikTok. Congratulations. I, yes, I've already
2: made a couple videos, but have of posted. Yeah?
0: Welcome to the party. I mean, it's so easy to use, actually, TikTok. I think, like, the way they designed the app... Because on Instagram, you kind of have to, like, start following people. You have to, like, know who you want to look for. But then on TikTok, everything just comes. Yeah, and it's that's just what I, I
2: just wanted to throw, throw stuff out
0: there. Yeah. All right, so anyways, get the TikTok stuff out of the way. Um, this is episode 54 and we're recording this episode actually one week earlier because, well, I'll be in Kyoto uh, next weekend. Um, Jacob's not here with us, obviously, because it's the end of the financial year uh, and he's pretty busy with uh, with work, so he won't join us today. But I think we still have a pretty exciting episode for everybody. We've got uh, the rest of the crew here. So um, those of you who follow me on Instagram will know that recently I had the opportunity to purchase a... Shosaikan myth And I did want to just spend a little uh, Time here because I think All of us know about this pen We've talked about it online and offline um, Several times But um, the Shosaikan myth Is a pen that I first Became aware of almost 10 years ago I want to say When I first moved to Japan I remember going to Shosaikan And, and they had this this thing This like silver thing There and I was like well What is this thing? And the staff told me um, the story, which you can read on my uh, post. But basically, it's the only store-exclusive Namiki emperor in a custom shape. So this pen is an ebonite pen encased um, encased in sterling silver, and it's engraved with the motifs of the world. It's a really, really cool pen. And I'm really happy that I had the opportunity to purchase it. Although it's not for me, it's actually for somebody else. Um, but just the experience of buying this pen was incredible. The packaging, the packaging is is incredible. I'm actually going to go buy another one today. For <laughs> <Probably>. me. <laughs> but you, you've also seen the pen Koya, and you mentioned on uh, on my post saying that that's kind of your um, retire from Japan pen. Talk a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah so maybe uh I I discovered the pen on Instagram maybe like 5 years ago I guess and I was like what is this kind of UFO? because it's quite um you you cannot miss it it's quite special and it's, it's a really big quite big pen too and all the packaging like you said on your post um I met um Mike from Postalco. we discussed about it once um,
0: maybe. Oh so you you've you've talked to the the designer yeah, but it was com-
1: completely by uh, oh. but not not about the packaging. Ex- but I I met him on a postalco event, and we we kind of uh, became friends because he has like uh, two kids uh, now, adult. But yeah, so he babysit my kids when we visit the shop mm. uh, in two thousand eight. It was very really nice. So hello to Mike, and um, so I saw this pen, and I was like, yeah, it's um, how say kind of uh, first on the list. Uh, this one and my dream pen is the Galaxy Milky Way from uh, Nakaya. So, t- these two are my pen, like for Jose to mark a, a big event in my life. And um, I said that the myth will be my pen when I leave Japan. So, at the end of our stay uh, in Japan, this will be my own gift to, to not cry in the plane all along back to citizen
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i have to ask because i think this pen is quite special to the both of us since um you know listeners to the podcast will know that i have some strict rules around what i buy for myself um namely it has to have an internal filling system i should need to have a you know remove a blind cap whatever This pen breaks that because, for me, this is a Japanese eyedropper. Usually, I'm not a fan of Japanese eyedroppers. Uh, I don't like removing the section to fill it in in ink. Um, But nonetheless, this pen has has drawn me into into the story of it, and it kind of makes me want to buy it as well. Mm -hmm. And for you, obviously... You're very into this, the sparkling pens you're mm-hmm. you're on record right permanently on the internet, saying that you only buy sparkly pens not only not only
1: I have a like a collection of vintage pen or a wooden pen that i I really enjoy yeah. and I used to, but i I think that yeah my signature pen if there is sparkle, it will like
0: right talk right. to
1: me first and then yeah the other thing like but i love my wooden pilot pen that right. is so good to write with so i i have
0: some non-sparkling yeah. pen too but this pen seems to break all of like yeah. the rules that you've set for mm-hmm. yourself as well
1: first the price yeah the price
0: <laughs> is very expensive um and also just the shape of it i think it's yeah probably twice or three times the size of anything yeah. that you have right mm-hmm. now yeah, so i'm wondering why you like this pen as well like what draws you into this uh this pen
1: I think the story and um, how to say the the object itself is a piece of art. It's it's like the same with all these namiki uh, king of pen or all, you know that you you like to watch like look at them. They are really beautiful. They are made like all the craftsmanship behind are are really nice. And I I, I use all my pen. I have I don't have any pen. I just collect to put on the shelf. So. I, I know that it's a quite uh, different pen. Maybe I won't write long letters with it, but I would like to journal with it or write like uh, some I don't know book sentence or something like that. And I like the um, yeah the um, all the packaging, the the feather, the, the something really dreamy about it. And maybe it reminds me of I don't know <laughs> sakura Carcopter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely see that with the, the, yeah, the staff. Yeah, yeah. So, it, it there's something like, uh, he, who remind me of childhood dreams or something like that, and yeah. it really, yeah, uh, let's say, uh, talked to me. So, yeah. I hope it will re-
0: still be available when I, I have to leave Japan. So I, just hope so yeah. I hope so, too. I hope so, too. Also, you've seen the pen, I think, now on my post. What do you think of this pen?
2: It's gorgeous. It's just... Um, as far as what Qualas saying, that breaking her rules, just don't make any rules. <laughs> no, it's it's gorgeous. I mean, I think it'd be a really nice memorial kind of thing, you know.
0: Yeah, it's uh it it's definitely an incredible piece of art. By the way, I have to you know, take that snippet when you said you use all your pens. I'm going to send it to your husband so he can audit you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to sell all the ones you don't use. You know, use. You're, breaking, you're breaking
2: the club rules. We never let spouses know anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> he, he yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that's the, the Shosaikon myth. If you haven't seen the pen, I really suggest checking it out. Um, it's a really stunning work of art, to be honest. And, I think if there's one pen that's worth breaking the rules for, like, I mean, ah, there are so many nice pens out there, mm-hmm. but this one is, I think, just truly special, one of a kind. Namiki said they'll never do something like this again. And to be honest, the price is fairly reasonable for what it is, if you consider what the regular Namiki Emperor costs as well. So,
1: yeah. It's when I said to Alicia, "You have to put some rules because if not, you will buy all the all the pen on the market, which is not possible." Depending on the budget you have on Pets. You still have to feed yourself and your family, you know? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, But other than that, I know you've had an exciting weekend last weekend because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Superior Labor has long collaborated, long collaborated with the Travelers Company. And they've actually opened a new store, a physical store, in Kurashiki, I think this is the first time that they've opened their own independent store, right? They they haven't, uh, they, they have these collaborations with other stores, like they have collaborations, I think. Uh, um, Traveler uh, Factories. Yeah, Traveler Factories. They have with, I think. Bamkuren, yeah, Nomad- in- Oblation, maybe. Yeah. Um, all, all around the world, but this is their first store, and you actually got to go on opening weekend. So can you tell us a bit more about that?
1: Yeah. So I know uh, Makoto-san and uh, his team and family uh, for, like, pers- personally for three years. I visit Kurashiki, not Kurashiki, sorry, I visit the uh, Nap village. Um, so where are their uh, uh, home and atelier um, in 2018. So it's in the mountain of uh, Okayama, uh, around uh, one hour, something by train. From Kodashiki, and then you you need to have a car. Someone has to pick you up because it's really like in the mountains. And um, I love their product for a long time. I I have uh, my first engineer bag uh, will celebrate ten years uh, now, like this spring, because you have the brass tag who say the years when you purchase it on your on your bag on your um, pouch or bags from them, and so. Uh, one of my friends, Esther, uh, she worked for Makoto san as uh, the. Uh, how do you say? She's taking care of Wanderlust, so the little sister brand.
0: So, yeah, it's of, a sub brand yeah. of. Uh, of the Superior um, Labor. Of the Superior Labor. What's it called? It's Wanderlust. Called Wanderlust. Sorry. No. It's okay. <laughs> I know what you saying. My accent. <laughs> <laughs> Well, depending on what language you're speaking. Yeah, I, I think I,
1: I, read it, I read it in German.
0: <laughs> Wanderlust. <laughs> that is true. But yeah, um, so so you and Esther, I, I saw, I, obviously I followed her on Instagram as well. Um, and actually I see her on TV because she yeah. did the Spanish section on NHK. NHK, exactly. Um, which is kind of cool. But you both went there. I think she was working at the event.
1: Yeah, she went there uh, so, like three or... Like, a little bit earlier to set up the shop, had to set up the shop. And I came on Saturday uh, with my family. We decided to make, it was a long weekend um, holiday in Japan. So we decided to make a getaway uh, from Tokyo on a three-day trip. And uh, everyone was really happy because uh, my kids can take the Shinkansen and they love it. And uh, uh, my husband never been to Kurashiki. So it's it's quite a really photographogenic, Photog- photogenic uh, town. They call it the Little Venezia of Japan. Have
0: you been there before?
1: Yeah, I, I was there in 2018, the same year mm-hmm. I, I visited um, Nap Village. And it's a very uh, charming, um, very nice architecture. They, they really uh, keep the historical um, center, and uh, there's a lot of museum, there's a lot of cafe, restaurant. Yeah, you can spend at least a long weekend and Having a lot of fun, even if you're not into stationery, like my husband. (laughs) But if you are into stationery, it's heaven on earth. (laughs) Seriously? Yeah. So it's the um, hometown of empty masking tape. Like it's the area, uh, Okayama, is famous for their fabrics, like the cotton, Okayama cotton and denim. Denim. Yeah. And uh, so for all the craft with leather fabrics and stuff like that, and in the same time, its Kamoi um, uh, headquarters and uh, production center are from Okayama. So you have masking tape everywhere. (laughs) Like every shop sell their own masking tape, limited edition, and And we were. Lucky, because it was the spring event of empty masking tape. So every time you buy for more than 500 yen, in any shop, bakery, restaurant, uh, clothes shop, anything, they will give you a free masking tape.
0: So, oh, so you have like 50 masking tapes.
1: <laughs> almost. So on one weekend, I got like 12 rolls of free masking tape. Every time you buy like bread, a coffee. Anything over
2: 500
1: Yeah. If it's more than 500, yen, they will let you choose a masking tape. So I bring back. Not that I have not enough masking tape at home, <laughs> but I'd have like 12 rolls of free masking tape.
0: But you know what masking tape is really good for is when you send packages, mm. just throw a masking tape in there. Oh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a freebie. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I have friends who love it, so I, I give them... Uh, it's beautiful. Is
2: this yeah. it right here? Yeah, it looks like it's a lot of traditional art yeah, and stuff.
1: They, they it used to be, I think, historically some like... Uh, uh, fabric storage and then it became some shop denim shop and a clothes shop and then uh, they they renovated in uh, their own um, uh, the superior labor downstairs mm. and upstairs is a collab like partnership with the traveler factory so they have both product like both brands mixed in a very nice way you can where
2: did you, you can- where did you take the Shinkansen
1: to? so Okayama oh. and then from Okayama is 15 minutes of local train so it's really close to Okayama. But you still need
2: a car, though? No, no, no. You don't? No, no.
1: Okay. For Kurashiki, you don't need a car. For a look. Yeah, you don't need a car. So you, lo- yeah, you, car. Okay. Okay. So you arrive in Shinkansen di- directly to Okayama and then take the local train, who is there every 10 minutes, there is one, and 15 minutes of local yeah. train, and from the station, 10 minutes until the historical uh, area. Very convenient, very easy to get.
0: So I think, um, you know just to give an image into our listeners heads i think kurashki is really the the type of town that you imagine japan to be and then when you come to tokyo you're like a little bit disappointed, <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> like wait that's not what i signed yeah. up for. and then you go to kurashiki that's that's uh yeah it's, that's what it's
1: like kyoto it is. it's like yeah. maybe yeah. in tokyo you will go to yanaka yeah. who has a little bit of this atmosphere but yeah. only like the tempers you don't have the yeah the, the life the, yeah. Um, say the everyday life yeah. here in kurashiki you have one main street with a lot of cafe small shop a uh, lot of craft Craft, uh, art, like artisan and, yeah, and, and it's a really
0: big tourist destination because yeah. um, Kurashiki is very famous for handicraft and mm-hmm. um, and craftsmanship. Yeah. so a lot of craftsmen actually are in Kurashiki. We're going to talk a little bit about one afterwards as well. But it's a it's a very um, they are famous, famous for their own town.
1: ceramic. You know, they have this. Uh, I, I forgot the name. They, they have this. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. This glass and yeah. Um, and a plate with quite. Uh, um, uh, natural color like I- either brownish beige yeah. or till the dark blue yeah. they're very famous for this um, cross machine they are famous for like yeah I say clothing uh, their cotton the, the, de- the denim and the canvas uh, okay my canvas like the one super labor use is really um, solid really thick and mm-hmm. really durable and um, another brand stationary brand that most uh, stationary lovers really love is Classiki, mm-hmm. who is kind of transformation of Kurashiki in, yeah. in a Western <laughs> uh, way. So classiki has their own uh, shop be- uh, beef, I would say, on, on the street side um, in front of Superior Labour. So all these brands are just like having three buildings together. It's the, it's the heaven for the station driver. is the hell for your wallet. Of
0: <laughs> so
1: always go together.
0: <laughs> enough about the town, though. We want to know what you bought.
1: <laughs> not that much. Like, I, it was amazing. The shop is so beautiful. Uh, wait, no, I, I was thinking, the superior labor, not that much. But I bought, the, they released their, um, a notebook uh, in pattern, like, um, collaboration between... Traveler Factory and the Spare Labour. so they have a special notebook there. You can get only at the at the shop, and uh, they release some uh, pins. and It's a very nice. Uh, it's a beautiful shop. It's a beautiful building. Please stop by when borders are really re- re- You We love it for all the listeners, and uh, yeah, the town is really nice. You can spend two three days there. And um, I was com- completely by uh, chance. I checked my Google Map from um, 2018. And I was like, oh, there's some place I didn't have time to visit at that time because I spent only two days on 2018. And I was like, oh, what is this one? Oh, it's arm glass um, pen. So <laughs> I was like... Danger, danger. <laughs> they are here. Like I, I saw them at some pen fair and usually they are sold out <laughs> very fast. And uh, But recently they didn't go to Tokyo. The last uh, year, I think there were not any any um, uh,
0: um tokyo based events yeah
1: exactly with them i think the last one was 2020 or something like that mm. when they have this ipad when you can talk with the makers so i stopped by and you they didn't open like uh, freely you have to book for an appointment so i take an appointment for the day after before we're going back to to uh, okayama and to tokyo and um so they are really nice uh, we talk and we laugh a lot and uh, I try all their pens so they can do from EF to course uh nib, and I got not one but three glass pens <laughs> from A, and they're uh, just amazing. So this one I will I will put some picture on my Instagram. So this one is the Milky Way in course. Oh you can goodness. try It's so so nice. That and beautiful. It, you can they have a lot of ink um. You dip it once, but it keeps a lot of ink, I would say... um, Like in reserve? Yeah, reserve. So I wrote like one page of um, Mm -hmm. foundation now. Um, How's the tip? Is
2: it a pretty thick tip? This one is a
1: coarse, yeah. Yeah. So it's very thick. It's like one millimeter.
2: So you can like order according to the size. Yeah, exactly. It would take
1: one hour for them per nib Mm -hmm. to transform. So this one, I could take it uh, before taking the Shinkansen. And these two, they sent it to me. I got them on two... On Wednesday, so it took 40, 24 hours to get them by. Oh, these are
2: giant nibs,
1: aren't yeah. they? Yeah, so this one is the M1, so it's 0.7 oh, millimeters, yeah. if I'm not wrong. And the name is the Moon. Yeah, it's beautiful. And this one, the EF1, uh, who uh is really nice to ride with, is the Summer Natsu. Uh, yeah, it it's yeah. like Ramune, right? Yeah, it does. With is. the bubbles.
0: Yeah, and... They have one where there's like some liquid inside, and then when it's cold, you can see it crystallize. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool.
2: Japan has just like pretty much bought the whole lot when it comes to glass pens. They've just really refined it.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah. especially the nibs, because I think most um, people who use glass pens are. Usually they complain about oh that nib is scratchy. Yeah, that's what I get from a lot of westerners are going I
1: bought a glass pen but it's scratchy. You know? Yeah, but you pay $12. Yeah, on
0: exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah. surprisingly their pens are really like affordable in the glass pen community. Uh-huh. Like it starts from uh, 6000 Oh seriously, uh, 6, that's a really good product. Yeah. And the most expensive one I saw in the It was less than twenty thousand yen. That's that's great. And yeah. it will depend of course the design, the the, yeah. the the shape of the uh holder and stuff like that. But yeah, it and yeah, they are really nice. And I have kind of secret not secret but <laughs> because a lot of people ask why don't they sell over, uh, overseas why don't they have international shipping they don't because it's, they don't have a website to sell yeah. uh, their pen they, they do only one like, you have to go in their shop or they do a pen fair but they will have like um, soon they say maybe summer or fall like um, someone in the US will sell like 20 of their pens around 20, 30 mm-hmm. of their yeah. pens that would be nice yeah. so if you are following some of the reseller glass pen reseller in the u.s you may see some of our
2: when you see anything online that sells overseas like you know like i think occasionally like she go to inks carries glass pens they just like boom sell out so i mean they're going to sell out in a day it's just a huge market for it but just not the producers Mm. you know in the west
0: i think um and i i talked to lucas a little bit about this and Mm -hmm. i think what he said if i recall correctly is that the glass blowers they don't know yeah. About the market. Yeah. So yeah. they've not... Well, because Inconuma
2: started here and that kind of mm. fired up the whole glass pen mm. thing. So I think as, you know, it may just take a little while, but I think they might eventually catch up. Because I'm sure that the talent's there. It's just, you know, like you said, they don't know that people are willing to buy glass pens.
0: Well, also because I think glass pens like, you know, when I think of glass pens in the West, I think of, oh, those
2: cheap yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: Venetian... Right, right. that are scratchy, and you yeah.
2: just, you know, why do you bother? And I had yeah. one. I yeah. actually I had
0: two, but they're they're more like, you know, fancy decorations for yeah. your desk.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. To take a nice picture. Yeah. Like a But brush. these are
2: fancy, and they work really yeah. well, wow,
1: which is amazing. they so yeah. smooth. I spent, like, all my evening uh, writing calligraphy, and even the... I was really... Rich. Buy the EF because I was yeah it will scratch I don't know you have this yeah, idea that yeah. it's so thin it will scratch the glass and when I tried that, I was like oh my god it's like butter yeah, yeah.
2: And that's amazing you know and the thing is is it doesn't I mean unless you screw with it it's just gonna stay that way mm. you know I like some people worry about like if they use a fountain pen and it kind of maybe break in kind of funny I mean it's a glass pen yeah. it's just gonna stay that way and they
1: have very nice like as 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 long as you're in Japan they have very nice customer service they if do. you break or anything you send it back and they, they fix, will, it, yeah. fix it yeah, yeah. Even I know that Julie, my, my pen pal, like have a Japanese pen from Kanseifu, and she broke the tip and okay. she sent it back to Japan. They repair it and they send yeah, it to yeah. her. So when you work with like uh, Cresp- artisans yeah, yeah, and you, you met them or at least you contact yeah. them um, well, they, one-to-one, you know that they have kind of customer service was yeah. following. And they which you of their work. Yeah, yeah. You won't have with the...
0: But it is only possible when the production is small, right? Like, yes. If they have like thousands of customers yeah. sending stuff, then that becomes the issue. Yeah.
2: But I think they, it's limited how much they can put out anyway. Exactly. So, right.
1: So it's what they say. It's yeah. why they don't take too yeah. so many big yeah. events because they cannot follow. Uh, um, but it's why every time you saw some, uh, you know, a del- gift, gift stationery, delta, yeah. delta, Yeah. Uh, they have this collaboration with Shoko, Yamasaki.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: Every month they do one, um, um, astrology sign, two models, three pen of each. Mm-hmm. So six in total. Uh, I think they sell one set in the shop and two online. So four online. <laughs> and it's like, I, I, I try every month at 10 AM. <laughs> I see, I see the image. Yeah. I click. It's, it's sold out. Eight, yeah. Yeah. Like It's, Ten zero 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 one. it's sold out. I think it's amazing that we're talking about fountain pens and glass
2: pens and ink, very analog things and we're just talking about having to fight to get these things and I I, I am mean, actually very encouraged by it. I think it's a great it's great, you know, people are fighting to get top-end beautiful analog equipment and yeah. that's great. But
1: what's uh, really how's it um anger me is like it's sold out and then One week later, I saw someone sell it on Mercari, Mm. both models, so it's like night and day every time, both models, so the same person got both models, so I think it's the one who go in the shop because it's impossible to get both models online. I don't know how you, I'm not uh, enough geek to to know how to get through (laughs) all this, but it's like, and I was like, how come you have both and you're reselling them both? It's unfair, it's quite unfair. yeah. So I was really happy to meet with Eda-san. He's really nice. And um, yeah, so for the one, uh, outsiders from Japan, check some of the reseller in the U.S. You will see some uh, uh, Eda on Eda-san pen very soon.
0: And uh, so you have the perfect, uh, well, the perfect inks to go with this, right? Do I really? Right there.
2: Oh uh, well they're they're nice inks, yeah, yeah, I just um I actually was thinking about doing a video on um <coughs> Ferriswill press. I haven't done anything on, on very many Western inks, and Ferriswill Press did a collaboration with uh Ginza Six. watch it. I don't know if I got the plastic thing in there. if you don't have it in there, the ink leaks out but um, so I thought I would buy one of the inks online f- directly from Canada. And then buy one at Staya and then maybe film Staya and just kind of show what their collaboration is with. And I really love the inks. They're really beautiful. The bottles are really beautiful. And the cap just drives me freaking insane.
0: Yeah, because these bottles, while they're they're nicely they they look really nice, they're not exactly designed for use, are they?
2: Well, I think you know, if you look at their brush pen, possibly, because their brush pen's really, really thin. And I only use a blunt tip syringe for CCs, as we're going to probably talk about later. But um, the the caps just don't seal the bottle. They have a little plastic thing you have to take off and on to seal the bottle. And then one of them is a, like that one there, is a glitter ink. So you've got to shake it like every five seconds, and you've got to mess with that stupid little cap. So I'm thinking about maybe uh, super gluing it down, but... Yeah. You know, that's just ridiculous. You've got this beautiful bottle, this beautiful ink, and you've got a cap that's not functional. I mean, they need to fix that, like yesterday, because you can get your customer by having interesting, innovative stuff, but you're not going to keep them if it's just a big mess to use their stuff.
0: And so, um is now trying to dip her glass pen in. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's too thick. Th- yeah, yeah. yeah. But and that's
2: where the Japanese put one. it in an ink puddle and you know, you kinda yeah, do that kind need, of whole thing, you, need you know. To have the puddle, yeah. yeah. But now we're looking at you're using an ink puddle, you're having to make sure you shake the bottle, you're having to put that little plastic thing yeah. back into the cap. Now you're just making your ink more difficult to use. Yeah. But the box is beautiful, the bottle's beautiful, the ink's beautiful. It's just they need to they need to tweak this like really fast. Mm.
0: I think um the Japanese market will be very big for them, and actually we're gonna talk a little bit more about that as well. But a lot of um, stationery stores that aren't necessarily fountain pen stores are starting to carry yes, these inks.
2: Exactly, lifestyle stores. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I think the, the aesthetic is just actually perfect for the Japanese Absolutely. customers. Absolutely,
2: it's nice and small, and you can stack them. It's just a lot of things that are nice about it. They're individually very elegant. I mean, it's definitely going to burn up with the Japanese market. But you got people got to want to come back. And if you're making your inks difficult to use, people aren't going to come back. Yeah. So um please, Ferris Wool Press, fix your cat problem.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think the Ferris Wheel Press thing, we're gonna get into that as I said earlier, but um it is really pretty and actually uh, some of Akane's friends have also purchased mm. the um the perfume bottle ones. So, so not this one, but the, the, the little round ones yeah so nice, they are so small and it's impossible to use you have to dip the converter into the the bottle and you know yeah. suck up things so so that's really i do think there's a missed opportunity and i think ferris will press I, I understand what they're trying to do right i mean having these small like bottles th- there are two ways the first is they hope that they'll be able to lock in customers to use their stuff. It's, it's the Apple trick, right? Like you have dongles with with the connectors that only work with your device, <laughs> right. and people all have to buy your device. Right. But that's just not the way that I think this community works in terms of like the variety that we have. Um, and also the the age of this hobby is is much older than electronics. So People already have what they want, and there are so many options out there. First World Press is not the only one that's making good inks. That,
2: that's what's, That's the danger there, is that they have really great marketing. They have really good design. I mean, as far as the aesthetics, really good design. The danger is that you've got to make it practical, and what they could just do I mean, if they fix this silly cap, is if the bottle's too small, sell a fancy Ferris wheel press blunt tip syringe and make that part of the whole aesthetic. Because the small bottle, I don't think, will be a problem in Japan because everybody uses ink puddles, you know. And so you pull out the kind of ink you want out of there, so you're going to syringe it up or pour it out or drip it out or, or use a you know dropper to take it out. Yeah. So I don't think the small bottles are going to be so much of a problem in Japan, but certainly the cap will be. Because mm-hmm. if you get this all over your tatami floor, you're going to be pretty angry, you know.
0: Yeah,
1: and if it's a, as you say,
0: it's the shimmering ink. You need to shake it. Yeah,
2: every five seconds. Why would you want to have a cap yeah. that doesn't work? Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, for sure. Speaking of, uh, you know, market, um, we have a kind of an interesting pen release that I neglected to talk about last week, and this is, of course, the ringless cap, uh, the ringless Rialo, that Nagasawa is having. So let me give a little bit of background to this this pen, because um, you know Nagasawa is one of the older stationery stores um, in Japan. I mean, they're not the oldest; they're only like hundred and forty years old or something. <laughs> but um, but they're they're pretty old. They're older than me. I think they're older than all of us put together. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but this, uh, they 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 are proponents of of fountain pen. They have fountain pen corner. And they actually collaborated with Sailor to make a lot of innovation in actually Sailor's lineup. So the Shishikura that, um, that's always using the metal section nowadays, that was actually pioneered by by mm-hmm. Nagasawa. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that as well later on. But this was the for-lawyer um, model. So originally, this metal section, they call it the for-lawyer model. Um, this time they are holding a pen style party, and this pen style party, they're releasing this uh, this realo model. And one of the things that I really like about Nagasawa and Pentinoto is that they're very um, they're less hesitant than other um, than other retailers to release Rialo models. And what's interesting about this specific one is that this one doesn't have the cap, the cap ring,
1: like the Tag uh, Pro Gear.
0: Yeah, it's just like the Tag Pro Gear, but it's on a Riala model, and I think it's just very interesting because if I'm not mistaken, this is the first ever Riala model that doesn't have that cap ring. Have you seen this uh, this model?
1: Uh, on your picture, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> but this nothing real.
0: This is called the Machi, uh Sakai Machi Indigo. And I've gotten two of these in. I, I I don't know if I want to keep one. I think I'll have to see it in hand before I decide how good it is. But I think it is very special because you just you just don't really see things like this. So this is exactly what I want to see out of the retailer exclusive, right? So things that aren't common on the market, such yeah. as the ringless or... For me, I think a um, the uh, gathered riallo that I've been proponent for, the ribbed <laughs> one, right? I think that would be really cool. But just things that, you know, usually Sailor wouldn't release on their own unless somebody pushes them to do so. Mm-hmm. And I'm very happy that Nagasawa did this because they have the clout with Sailor to actually influence that. And who knows, maybe we'll see more of these on yeah. the market.
1: nice, yeah.
0: So that's the, the Ringless Riello. And um, on to one of our main topics today. We've spoken a little bit about this. But I thought we would take the time here to talk a little bit about the ink trends in Japan. Because I think all of us agree that Japanese the Japanese market is a huge consumer of ink. You see ink everywhere. You see these tonal limbs inks everywhere. You see retailers doing inks all the time but it seems like we don't really have new upcoming ink manufacturers that are actually based in japan right because the japanese made inks are sailor platinum pilot maybe um kudetake and that's pretty much it even total limbs they're made in korea right but then from the korean side we actually see a huge influx of Interesting makers such as wearing gold. uh we, we see dominant industries. Of course, Tona limbs is, is also from uh, from Korea. We Three see Oster. Three Oyster. Um, we see Colorverse. So I just want, I, I just really am curious about why we don't see any Japanese ink yeah. makers. Why are they all coming Color to Traveller's. Korea? We we do have Color yeah. Traveler, but they they're. Very, very small, yeah. and they, they don't have a big network at all unlike, no. unlike the other two, and they don't do a lot of activities to mm-hmm. to sell their their inks.: Yeah, unfortunately And what's interesting is that actually these Korean companies, right they're actually targeting. Jap- like yeah, Japan as market right, with the wearing gold um, huge market yeah, yeah. wearing
1: gold make made this um kind of crowdfunding for their uh, wizard uh, the a wizard of oz yeah wizard wizard of oz is that the one with
2: the little perfume bottle
1: looking exactly set? you can mix your your yes. own glittering uh, stuff That's and awesome. I think they use a Japanese platform right my, my, they did
0: they used Makuake
1: Makuake who is Japanese so it's they're retargeting really the Japanese. Mm-hmm people to, I would say, sponsor the, the, the release of this line. And, yeah, I don't, I don't know why, uh, because, yeah, there's only the big one here.
2: Well, I think there, there's, there's two parts to your question. Uh, one is, you know, why isn't smaller companies? And I think it just might be the, the Japanese market. Like, and if you look in the States, there's a huge number of small companies like even like kiwi inks i think that may be made in somebody's college dorm or something and then same as um the
0: the philippines Philippines. yeah
2: those guys just basically kind of get together yeah so i think it it might just be the, the japanese market it's not as open to like small little businesses being able to open and as far as the you know we've got this huge ink market here but i think it's just a matter of giving it time i think you know, you've got that Fanyantan ink coming out and people really liking that ink from China. I think the other um, Asian countries are going to get there. It's just we haven't just seen it yet, maybe not organized on social media or something. But I think, you know, eventually Korea and China and is going to like have their own inkanuma kind of thing where they are going to be a, a very big market. Right now, I think just on social media, we're seeing the Japanese one. It's very organized, you know. Yeah. But both, you know, China and Japan and Korea have a tradition of like Sumi ink. So ink's just going to be, I think, bigger in, in Asia than it is in the West just right now.
0: But do you, do you think that it's because um, because the cost of living in Japan is not necessarily higher than no, that of the U.S., yeah, that of Korea? Maybe it maybe it's, maybe it's higher in some parts of China, but right. certainly not in the big cities. Uh, absolutely, yeah. So um, I'm wondering because it's not that hard to start your own business here. Is I, it I, like a social pressure? That no,
2: I'm wondering if it's just like, you know, all the regulations and stuff. Japan's very, you know, like by the rules and, you know, everything's got to be, you know, a certain way. And I think it's maybe just not as open to, you know, like I said, you could just start out, out of your dorm room and start making ink, you know. So I think that that's probably not as a big thing here in Japan.
1: Or is it because Japan already has this big brand yeah. like Sailor, who brands. produce yeah. like you know yeah. quite does a lot. With everybody. Of, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Uh, it um, Pilot uh, have like a uh, kind of strong line of uh, ink, too. and ton- Tonoine is in between. It's Japanese, Korean, made in Korea, mm. but kind of settled uh, here in Tokyo. So does maybe the small one. We have some. We said Color Traveler. Mita Club has has their own line of swimming, kind of swimming. And uh, what else? I I sure there is some, but they are maybe eaten by this this big like monster <laughs> and uh, don't really get out of the water. Like, I us say. And yeah.
0: I think the thing that you talked about. I think there's like obviously maybe there's a rule um part of it i think there's maybe a little bit of a culture part of it as well because i think if you're in japan it's very easy to you know search up who you are or you know maybe you want to have a meeting before before you you buy you know a lot of products you know as a retailer and they're much more reluctant if you're a japanese person to say oh this is a uh, some guy who's making ink out yeah, of his backyard yeah, yeah. You're not but an established thing, yeah. but if you're you know from the u.s for example right then in this retailer's mind it's like oh they're like it's a Mitsubishi. foreign yeah it's like, a company yes, yeah and it's
2: cool it's different yeah
0: you know um i'm not a fan of noodlers for their politics and f- and for their inks quite frankly i don't think they're great inks um, but I do remember that there was a there was an interview with Brian Goulet and and um, and Nathan Tardif of Noodlers, and Nathan Tardif actually credits the Japanese market for um, kickstarting his Noodlers ink project. Oh, I believe it. Project. I believe it. Yeah. The first retailers to buy his inks were from Japan. It was Shosaikon. That's what I was going to uh, say,
2: Shosaikon. That's where I got my first Noodlers. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think if Shosaikon knew, you know, back then, that, hey, this Noodlers guy is making ink in his garage with, like, these <laughs> who knows what chemicals. They would <laughs> never buy from
2: yeah, He's mixing them in a garbage right? can Right. They something. would
0: never buy from Noodlers <laughs> if, if I were Noodlers and they come to my house and I have, like, this, this janky setup in my in my guest room. <laughs> janky setup. Um. janky <laughs> which which I do have one, um, but uh, but you know I, I think there's maybe that little cultural part as well. Whereas when it's from overseas, it's kind of it's somehow kind of, more of, fancy. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of, of it's exotic, yeah. Yeah. It's, you remember uh, we went to
1: this uh, Ink Numa um, uh, at the new um, stasta, Stationery Station. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Stationery Station. <laughs> what stationery? about that <laughs> stores? Star. Yeah. Um, there was like I didn't think like most of the normal brand Sailor, big one. Uh, all the sailor com- uh, collaboration with different uh, uh, Japanese stationery, but all these uh, foreigners in take half of the. Yeah. We saw them so many times. It's not new for us. Like yeah. Giaba. Yeah, we um, didn't even bother. <laughs> yeah, we
0: don't. Yeah,
1: because we've seen it so much. We saw right. new, and uh, people like customer were all trying because you can you can you can subscribe to try for fifteen minutes, and I did it, and I was like, they put on the table only the foreigners' caran uh Jack and I was just like, where are the Japanese in? Yeah, I want to try yeah. the Japanese one, yeah. and I'm not. And people subscribe to try the foreigners. Yeah, 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 it's got a kind of a cachet to it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. So, a little bit related to that, I want to ask everybody because I think a lot of our listeners are interested in understanding, you know, just about the market in general. How do people usually get? into the fountain pen hobby in japan i was listening to the pen addicts um membership podcast and i I was on the podcast as well you know he brad Dowdy always asks hey so how did you start your fountain pen how do you start your stationary journey what do do you do you see you know people Maybe when we're at the shops, you know new buyers come in, you know how do you see the route to people's fountain pen journeys here in Japan? Oh,
2: it, I think it's pretty clear cut. Um, I raised a kid in Japanese schools, and um, you know, they have a real strong, strong, and I'm sure you might have had that going up too, a strong ethic of making sure your handwriting is just perfect. I remember my daughter bringing home her kanji practice and because she didn't put the little tick at the end of it, she got an X mark through her kanji or whatever. So they're very particular about handwriting, and it's still really strong here in the Japanese schools, unlike, you know, in Western schools. And um, through that, I mean, she had to use calligraphy ink and the sumi and all that stuff. They still teach that in schools. So all that does is prepare somebody to be very open to stationery and very open to fountain pens. And I think because they are more open to stationery, and stationery is a bigger part of life here, that automatically kind of feeds into the, the the fountain pen thing. Uh, I just remember when I was really young and living in Japan, Hello Kitty was in Japan. I mean, I'm really old, so Hello Kitty was already there. And I remember thinking when we met, went back to the States, how come there's no Hello Kitty here? It's just it hadn't developed yet, the stationary thing, you know? So since the stationary thing is historic and it's long and it's it's taught in school that keeps them very open to other things like fountain pens or like inkanuma. Mm -hmm. it's not directly fountain pens but it is kind of a periphery and i think that whole an openness and a more willingness to try that
0: and i think one of the things that we see both in japan and in the west is it's very common to gift fountain pens as like graduation gifts right um but in the west it's more like a a st- status symbol right yeah oh, here's a fancy Mont you know Blanc. whatever yeah. <laughs> pen, you have a cross yeah. or whatever yeah. but here i feel like it's almost you know just playing back what you said as well it's like a reward for you know job well done yeah um now you get to use this thing that maybe elevates your experience of what you've been doing yeah. before as well do you get yeah. that sense?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, like you know, when I when, when you get we get ready for these pen club meetings we have, the front desk is always so interested. They're so nice. I mean, they don't help everybody else get people up here. I don't have you know I you go talk to them. I I set it up with them because they just like you guys so much. They, matter of <laughs> fact, they talked about your kimono. They go, oh, a guy wore a kimono to your club meeting. They're, so they're really attuned to what we're doing here, and only because they're just so. Interested and proud that we're yeah. talking about stationery and pens, and we're actually having a meeting. Yeah, that's. Don't
1: put inks everywhere on the table. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so I mean, they really they pay attention to who comes up here. You know, they go. It's a very international crowd, isn't it? I go. Yeah, it is.
0: Yeah, that that's so interesting, and I know that there are a lot of folks who who are in the hobby, um, here who, aren't necessarily very public. Right. So, so they prefer to live on the Internet, but they don't like to, you know, gather. Yeah. But then you still see. Um, and again, I've repeated this on the podcast many, many times, but particularly a uh, female audience who are, you know, maybe rightfully so productive of their identities, but they go crazy over especially ink play. And I think that's a huge thing right now. They Mm -hmm. go crazy over calligraphy. So one of these shops, Paper Tree. I don't know if you've been, I've never been because it's a general calligraphy shop. They sell more like browse uh, browse Uh dip nibs Mm -hmm. and and pen holders. But they are stocking things like Ferris wheel press. Mm -hmm. They're stocking um, not really a lot of fountain pens, but a lot of dip pens, glass pens. And then they're inviting people like, like, Tomoko of Liktop yeah. to hold events and hold lectures on how to maintain, you know, maybe you maintain, maintain your fountain pen, how to use fountain pen inks. Yeah. And those are the people who wouldn't come to, let's say, a Wagner event. Exactly. They're not exactly. necessarily people who would go to the Tokyo Pen Show, yeah. but they're still people who are very much, I think, within at least the, the universe of this Greater it's a very hobby.
1: broad, broad one. Yeah. Yeah, I think we can see the evolution with um, all this pen, like not pen fair, but all this stationary fare too. Like maybe three or four years ago, like um, uh, the one tomorrow, uh, uh, not box kamihaku, kamihaku, and um, the other one um, like tegamisha uh, online market, the monthly online market. Usually they had only stationery like paper, stickers, masking tape, um, some uh, lifestyle product pins, brooch, uh, handmade uh, um, towels and stuff like that. And the more and the more and more they introduce glass pen, um, ink puddle, uh, some inks, and I guess it, it's, it's merging with the stationery public who go only for masking tape and stickers. Exactly. They get like rider and it's not a pen event; it's a stationary event. But you will have more and more uh, uh, craftsmen and um, other brands. Uh,
0: That's super interesting because you know Japan is a, I think, a very serious journaling um, country. Uh, you talked about this organization, the strictness. Uh, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but. In Japanese schools, you actually have to keep a diary, right?
2: Um, yeah, but it's not like a diary. diary. Right? it's more of like right. Yeah, it's I guess like, like a, what it's I did. like a book, yeah. and then you have to you exactly. know, do Absolutely. the checklist. And, like, then, and then your mom has to too.
0: And, and yeah, your mom has yeah. to sign off yeah. that and you've f- actually from, done it, right? From
1: daycare, yeah, like, yeah. from
0: daycare,
2: yeah. 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 From,
1: we
0: we yeah. start two. from the yeah.
2: every
1: day. You have to fill it.
0: Like yeah, so
2: there's lots of writing.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and so people here actually have that habit of, of keeping some kind of a book
2: record yeah.
0: uh, some kind of organization and so it's no wonder that you have hobonichi that's exactly. out of japan right that, exactly. that's doesn't surprise me no wonder you have no wonder you have yeah, nolte travelers, all of these yeah. all of these yeah travelers notebook mm-hmm. all of these you know great journaling companies well, no wonder they come from japan because because yeah. everybody does it right. and so these people to keep it into their adult life, they don't want just a book, yeah. right? I mean, bullet journaling is fun, but it's more fun with washi tapes, yeah. right? It's more fun with stamps. Or w- different
2: colors of ink or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But
0: but then, as Quay as said, this community, this journaling community, now starting to introduce fountain penning, starting to introduce glass pens, starting to introduce fountain pens, that's actually done a lot to bring a lot of people into specifically the fountain pen world or the fountain pen sphere and you know we've talked a little bit about it on the podcast before but most people in japan they're using fountain pens i'd say about 60 percent are using the cartridges that come in the box Mm,
2: yeah
0: right but i think that's going to change that that's that's about to change with this focus on um on inks you see not just Sailor, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that Sailor came out with that maintenance kit, right, where you mm-hmm. could they, they had this eyedropper. I, um, I got one. <laughs> yeah, and, and then they, they have a kit where it comes with empty cartridges so you can fill the cartridge exactly. with the inks because maybe <laughs> some people don't know how to use converters. Now, Pilot's doing something like that as well. So I think it is very interesting um, that, that and a very important part of, of the community that the journaling, excuse me, the journaling aspect is is big mm-hmm. um, in that, but I, I think there's one more route that we we haven't talked about, which I think is what uh, traditionally is associated with fountain pens, and that's you know being a lawyer, being a, a doctor, mm-hmm. or being a banker. That's true. And I have a, a friend who, um, she she went to law school, and the professors at law school said you should get a fountain pen because you're going to be writing a lot, yeah. and when you write a lot, obviously. Those of us who use fountain pens know that the strain is much less on your, your on your hand. Mm-hmm. So she bought a fountain pen because that was what was recommended to her by her professor. Same thing with doctors, right? Maybe less so bankers. Bankers are probably more of a status symbol.
2: Well, I, you know, I'm I I, I had uh, my daughter in a Japanese hospital down south in, in a rural area, and he you did the doctor that delivers your child a, a gift. And he got a fountain pen from me and he totally expected a fountain pen from me. You know, so... He's like, thank you. This yeah. is my
0: 103rd one. Yeah, I you know. It was
2: a caduceus one. You know, he's like,
0: yeah, I'll be about a million of these.
1: Oh, I already I have this model. Can you exchange it? Sure.
0: <laughs> and, and what we see is actually these retailers have developed pens for these professions. Oh, so as I said earlier, Nagasawa with their, their metal section in japan it's not it's not called the metal section that's not how they describe it they okay. describe it as a low gravity exactly. um, model and that was developed by nagasawa with yeah. sailor um specifically in their fl model which is the four lawyer model which comes in both that's
2: hilarious i didn't yeah. know that
0: <laughs> yeah it, it means for lawyer you can for still lawyer. buy it. it it's actually <laughs> it's actually a standard product in their lineup now yeah. the the nagasa fl and and it's in a reality you have more ink to, to write with. So I, I do think that there's um there's this, there there's several routes to the to the hobby, but what I think we're seeing is that maybe they're getting more consolidated now. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's coming closer together into one center of gravity. Um but it's a very,
2: very, very big it's a big, big, it's sphere. A big sphere. Yeah. It's a very big sphere. And, yeah. and that's that's better because then you just have, you know, You have more companies innovating, and you have more interesting products, different colors. I think it's great.
0: All right. Um, So coming off that discussion, I'm curious to know just one pen for each category. What is the best entry, middle, and high-tier pens that you can buy in Japan? Maybe we'll start with you, Lisa.
2: Okay. I, I actually thought about this. The entry level is the Kakuno because that is the greatest pen of all time. It's inexpensive, indestructible, and it works really well. And if you didn't know it cost you 10 bucks, you would think it was a lot more expensive. Mid-level will be Custom 74 because it's an inexpensive gold nib, a beautiful nib, and it's a very well-balanced pen, and it's a reasonable price. And the high-end, it just kills me to say this, but I'm going to say it, the high-end would be a Mont Blanc, like a 149. And the reason why is simply because of the resale value. Mont Blancs hold their value probably higher than any other pen because of the name value recognition. I disagree. Yeah, I I disagree. Like, for instance, like everybody knows what a Dunhill is here in Japan, like a Dunhill purse. But that's not a brand that's very well known in the States. So if you bought a Prada purse and a Dunhill purse, are going to be able to resell the product at a higher percentage because of the name recognition, and that's what it is with a Mont Blanc. You can have a fancy pen that everybody in the pen world knows, but Mont Blanc, everybody even outside the pen yeah. world knows. Like and I Picasso. think So, like, you know, since you're going to pay that kind of money for a high-end pen, if you ever need to cash it in and, like, you know, pay your health insurance or something, you're going to get the most out of your Mont Blanc.
0: Okay. I think I think that's so interesting because I agree with you on some points, but not others, but particularly the Mont Blanc point because, you know, I have, I have a rather extensive Mont Blanc collection. Um, yes, you collection. do. So you really ought to be saying Mont Blanc. Um, no, but the, the, the resale value drops so much because, because the moment you open the Mont Blanc, the value has because the Montblanc is about like nine hundred dollars in the but store. But that's
2: true of almost, almost all pens, except for like maybe a Conad or you know one of those you know really not geeky. If you buy,
0: not if you buy a Pilot. If if you buy a Pilot, let's say
2: eight two three. But, but that's also now you're starting to get where you can't sell it. An eight two three you can sell it within the pen community. You know, yeah, that's a Mont, Blanc, you, Mont, can Mont Blanc, you can sell to, sell to my husband, <laughs> you know, who knows nothing about fountain pens. It's,
1: like, it's like I said, it's like a Picasso. Like, it's someone who yeah. doesn't yeah. know about art. art it's exactly. Is a, this is a Picasso. Exactly. Because this amount, exactly. and the, the people in front of you have the money, but doesn't know anything about art, They're gonna really buy the Picasso? get it. So, yeah. okay, you get it. Okay. Even if it's yeah. ugly or anything, you yeah. get <laughs> it because ugly. it has <laughs> a name.
0: Okay, that's fair. And Mont Blanc is the same. Mont maybe are easier to sell on the market, or generally. Yeah. But I don't think they hold their value. Because you can get Mont Blancs pretty cheap.
1: I would say you have to aim for maybe for the Mont Blanc limited edition. Then you can touch the pen market and the... And the- yeah. yeah, I agree. So I like agree. the Agatha okay. Christie yeah. or one of
0: the writers'
1: line. Okay. That you don't find on the market everywhere. Okay.
0: okay. Now. Really? I, I'm glad we came to a consensus on, on this. <laughs> uh, finally. <laughs> Oof, okay. I don't. I, I can. Uh, I can let you live after this. Podcast. <laughs> um, maybe I'll, I'll go next. Just you know, in seating yeah. order. Uh, I agree. I think. Um. I think the Kakuno is great because also it has so many various different choices. Like you know, um, the, the 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 very famous now quote about life. I think it can also be applied to Kakno. It's like buying a box of chocolates. But <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get. Um, but you know, you have all these different um smiley faces, and now they have the family one, yeah. which is really nice. Uh so yeah, I think I think that's um that's a really uh good choice. But I think also the preppy is is a good contender because I think the preppy mm. actually has a better converter. Yeah, but you can't
2: clean the feed, so the preppy is out.
0: That's true. Um the mid tier i will go let's say um, same family i want to say the the 74 but i'm going to say instead uh, the custom heritage 92 just because it's a piston filler i yeah, think that makes sense
2: for you yeah
0: but it, it also has a great ink capacity you don't have to you don't have to you know fill and refill all the time and you know i think it's just a great pen it, it's a nice gold nib um, it, it's got a great shape it's not too big. It's not too small. So I think that's a perfect mid-range pen. And then for the high end, I will probably, you know, in this this world, there's an infinite range on how high you can go, right? But um, I would probably take a Namiki, yeah. maybe something with the with the Urushi. I think that that's also something that you look at, right? And even it, even though it doesn't have the mobile Star. You can see okay this is a piece of art right i want to i want to buy this not necessarily for the brand value but actually because you know you can see the artistic value on that so what do you think um your your tier list
1: <laughs> so yeah, start with preppy i guess uh um the kakuno but preppy what i like is all their collaboration with the small uh, artists like not small in sense uh,
0: or different uh, retailers, yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. They have all this uh, like, as you say, Alexa, you cannot clean the, feeder. You know, it's quite. But I use them for glittering inks, and there is, you can see the glitter, glitter gets glitter in stuck there. in there. <laughs> so now it's they are only for glitter, like uh, shimmering ink because it's impossible to take it out. And then for the middle uh, range, I will get the Pilot Capless. Okay because for me it's one of very practical pen to travel with you don't you don't lose your cap in the plane when we used to travel in plane with plane uh in the train or something and it's a very practical pen i have it attached on most of my um travel notebooks or, or plotters so it's a very good on uh, the way pen and the same you have a big range of um colors and and uh, models or you can make it custom by uh, hiroko san Ukumondo, and for the very high range, it's the difficult one. Maybe Nakaya, uh, Raden, Pen, or okay. the myth. <laughs>
0: okay, okay. I, I think the myth is a bit unfair because you can't. You, it's not necessarily always going to be. That,
1: yeah, of course. Yeah. So then Nakaya. I will go for okay. with the Nakaya rather some, some right. uh, custom Raden one. All
0: right. And since we're running out of time here, uh, let's do the last topic very very quickly. Right. Um, Rapid and maybe a little bit of commentary. What is your filling system ranking? So we'll go with you first this time.
1: I'm really lazy. So I, as much as I love all the um, um, uh, piston uh, filler, uh, because you can have a lot of uh, ink inside, I'm really lazy to clean them. So I cannot put them on, on the top one. I would prefer okay. a convector one because it's very... Easier to to clean and to disassemble. And because I use a lot of glittering, shimmering inks, I cannot put them in a piston filler because you cannot clean them totally. Debatable. Yeah. So <laughs> 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 I go with the piston one. Okay. And then, uh, sorry, I go with the converter one in first place, and then piston, and then cartridge last place. Okay, okay.
0: Um, I think for me, there's a there's a tier S. The, the S tier is um, S tier. Yeah, the S tier is, is higher than an A <laughs> tier. S tier, S tier is um is I would say the coned style um syringe filling of that course, you see in the pen three five five because that is actually a integrated system that is easy to clean and it actually solves a lot of the issues that you guys are talking about.
2: Just can't buy one.
0: So so that's an S tier, um, and. The A here, I would say, are vac fillers and piston fillers, because actually, I think vac fillers are relatively easy to clean because yeah. you just you know yeah. push that plunger, you know, just boom, 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 you get <laughs> yeah. all that out. Um, and I, I I would agree that you know some piston fillers are harder to use, or uh, harder to clean. I I do accept that, but I think for me, I've said on one of your videos, right? I think it's it's a um, a feat of engineering. So yeah. for me, that's that's why that goes on the A tier. Um, I think for the, the B tier will be the converter. The converters are, are pretty good. Uh, not for me, but they're pretty good. Um, and maybe, maybe, no, let, let's put them in the C tier. The C tier is the Japanese eye Okay, the C tier is an eyedropper because you can get ink everywhere. <laughs> you, know, you do the syringe thing, and then all of a sudden, okay, you've got ink on your floors. The D tier is straight-up um, uh, cartridges, yeah. uh, cartridges and just straight-up eyedroppers. Okay. And then I'll have a special mention for, for safety pens because they're kind of like eyedroppers, but they have engineering in them, so it's just a special shout-out. X tier, right. huh? <laughs>
2: I, I agree with Quay. It's a cartridge converter because I like to change out inks and they're easy to clean. But
0: is that S tier?
2: That's just very, very top because yeah, it's useful. Very, top. very, very top. Everything else is kind of, you know, I like the engineering on the different kinds of pens and they're fun to play with but you just don't use them all the time. And the very bottom is anything with a bladder.
0: Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. They, they, the yeah. They're just awful. Yeah. yeah. They broke up all right. And uh, I guess we'll hear Jacob's response the next time. Uh, so Stay tuned. This has been the episode. Thanks, everybody, so much. Uh, again, my name is Cy. You can find me on my website at tokyostationpens.com, on Instagram and TikTok at tokyostationpens, and on Twitter at tokyostationmnh.
1: Thanks for having us again, Cy. So my name is Craig. You can find me on Instagram at MiraiCat. And
2: thanks for having me on. It's, uh, it was nice not having the adult supervision today. I'm Alisa. I'm Inky Rocks on YouTube, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. And TikTok. And TikTok.
0: All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.